My name is Yudhistira and today I will tell a story with the title is The Lottery Ticket by Anton Chekhov. Ivan Dmitrich, a middle-class man who lived with his family on an income of 1200 a year and was very well satisfied with his lot, sat down on the sofa after supper and began reading the newspaper. I forgot to look at the newspaper today. His wife said to him as he cleared the table. Look and see whether the list of drawing is there. Yes, it is, said Ivan Dimitrich. But hasn't your ticket lapsed? No, I looked the interest on Tuesday. What is the number? Series 9499, number 26. Alright, we will look. 9499 and 26. Ivan Dimitrich has no faith in lottery luck and would not, as a rule, have considered to look the list of winning members. But now, as he had nothing else to do and as the newspaper was before his eyes, he passed his finger downwards along the column of numbers. And immediately, as thought in mockery of his skepticism, no further than second line from the top, his eye was caught by figure 9499. Unable to believe his eyes, he hurriedly dropped the paper on his knees without looking to see the number of the tickets. Just after someone gave him a dodge of cold water, he felt an agreeable chill in the pit of stomach, tingling and terrible sweat. Masha, 9499 is there, he said in hollow voice. His wife looked at his astonished and panic-stricken face and realized that he was not joking. Four, 99 CS, turning pale and dropping the folded tablecloth on the table. Yes, yes, it really is there. And the number of the ticket? Oh yes, there's the number of the ticket too. But stay with. No, I say anyway, the number of our series is there. Anyway, you understand? Looking at his wife, Ivan Dimitrich gave a broad, senseless smile like a baby when a brick object is on it. His wife smiled too, it was a pleasant to her as to him that the only mentioned series and did not try to find the number of the winning ticket. To torment and tantalize oneself with hopes unpossible fortune is sweet, so thrilling. It is our series, said Ivan Dimitrich, after long silence, there is a probability that we have won. It's only a probability, but there it is. Well, now look. Wait a little. We have plenty of time to be disappointed. It's on the second line from top, so the price is 75,000. That's not money, but power, capital, and in a minute, as I look at the list, and there, 26, eh? I say, what if we really have won? The husband and wife began laughing and started at other in silence. The possibility of winning bewildered them. They could not have said, could not have dreamed what they bought needed that 75,000 for, what they would buy, where they would go. They thought only on the figure 9,499 and 70,000 and picture of them in imagination. Well, somehow, they could not think of the happiness itself which was possible. Even Dimitrius holding the paper in his hand. Walked several times from corner to corner, and only when he had recovered from the first impression began dreaming a little. What if we have won, he said. But it will be a new life. 
it will be a new transportation the ticket is yours what if it were mine i should first of all of course spend 25,000 on real property in shape of instead 10,000 on immediate expenses new furnishing traveling paying debt and so on the other 40,000 i would put in the bank and get interest on it yes an instead that would be nice said his wife sitting down and dropping her hands in her lap somewhere in Tula or Oriol province in the first place we shouldn't need a summer villa and beside I would bring in an income and pictures come crowded on his imagination it's more gracious and poetical than the last and in all this picture he saw himself well wet, serene, healthy, felt warm, even hot here after eating the summer soup cold ice he lay on his back on the burning sand close to a stream on the garden under lime tree it is hot his little boy and girl are crawling near him digging in the sand and are catching ladybirds in the grass he does a sweetly thinking of nothing and feeling all over that he need to go to the office today tomorrow or the day after are tired of lying still he goes to the high field or the forest for mushroom or watch the peasant catching fish with a net when the sun sets, he takes a towel and soap and saunters to the bathing set, where he undresses at his laser, slowly rubs his bare chest with his hand and goes into the water. And in the water, they, near the opaque shopping circles, little fish feed to and fro and green waters, with not their head. Other bathing there is a tea with cream milks and rolls. In the evening, a walk or fin with the neck burst. Yes, it would be nice to buy an estate, says his wife. Also dreaming, and from her face, it was evident that she was enchanted by his talk. Even Dimitrich pictured to himself autumn with his rain, its cold evening, and its Saint Martin summer. At that season, he would have taken a longer walk about the garden and beside the river, so as go through the chill and drink a big glass of vodka, and eat a salted mushroom or salted cucumber, and then drink another. The children could come running from the kitchen garden, bringing a carrot and ready smelling of fresh earth. And then he would be like stretched full of clean sofa and little fashion turn over the page and some illustrated magazine, or covering his bed with it and unbutting his waistcoat, give himself up to slumber. The Saint Martin summer is followed by cloudy, gloomy weather. It rains day and night. The bare trees whip, the wine, the dam and cold, the dogs, the horse, the flowers all are wet. Depressed. Downcast. There is nowhere to walk. One can't go out for a day together. One has to pass up and down the room, looking despondently at the grey window. It's dreary. Even Dimitri stopped and looked at his wife. I should go aboard, you know, Masa, he said. And he began thinking how nice it would be in let autumn to go aboard somewhere to the south of France, to Italy or to India. I should certainly go aboard too, his wife said, but look at the number of the ticket. Wait, wait. He walked about the room and went up thinking. It occurred to him what if his wife really did go aboard. It is pleasant to travel alone or in society of life. Careless women who live in the present and not such a thing and talk on the journey about nothing but their children. Sah! And tremble with dismay over every farthing. Even Dimitri imagined his wife in the train with a multitude of parcels, baskets, and bugs. She would be sighing over something, complaining that train made her age that she had spent so much money at the des- at the station he would continually be having to run off the boiling water bread and butter she wouldn't have nice dinner because of its being too dear 
she would begrudge me every farting, he thought. With a glance at his eye, the Lodriticus is her. Not mine, besides, what is the use of her going abroad? What does she want there? She will shut herself in the hotel and not let me go out her nutsack. I know. And for the first time in his life, his mind dwelt on the fact that this web had grown elderly and plain, and that she was saturated through and through with the smell of cooking while he was still young, fresh and healthy, and might well have gotten married again. Of course, all that silly nonsense, he thought. But why should she go aboard? Why should she make of it? And yet, she would go, of course, I can fancy. In reality, it is all one to her. Whether it's napless or clean, she would only be in my way. I should be dependent upon her. I can fancy how, like a regularly woman, she will lock the money up soon as she gets it. She will look after the relation and grudge every, every farthing. Even Dimitri's thoughts of her relations all to spread brother and sisters and aunt and uncles could come rolling about as soon as they heard of the winning ticket. Would begin winning like beggars and fawning upon them with oily, hypothetically smiles. Wretched, disabled people, if they were given anything, they would ask for more. While if they were refused, they would swear at them, slander them and wish them every kind of misfortune. Even Dimitris remembered his own relation and their faces at which he had looked impatiently in the past struck him now as repulsive and hateful. They're such reptiles, he thought. And his wife's face too struck him as repulsive and hateful. Anger surged up in his heart against her and he thought malignantly. She knows nothing about money and she is so stingy. If she won, she would give me a hundred rubles and put the rest away under lock and key. And he looked at his wife not with smile now, but with hatred. She glanced at him too, and also with hatred and anger, she had on daydreams, her own plan, her own reflection. She understood perfectly well that her husband's dreams were. She knew we would be the first try to get her winnings. It's very nice making daydream at other people's expense, is what her eye expressed. No, don't you dare. Her husband understood her love. Hatred began staring again in his breast. In order to annoy his wife, he glanced quickly to spit her at four page and the newspaper and read out triumphantly. Series 4499, number 46, not 26. Hatred and hope would disappear at once, and it began immediately to seem to Ivan Dimitris and his wife that the room were dark and small and low pitched. That the supper they had been eating was not doing them good, but lying heavy under their stomach. The evening were long and worrisome. What the devil of meaning of it, said Ivan Dimitrich, beginning to be an ill humored. Whenever one step there are bits of paper under one feet clam hush, the room are never swept. One is simply forced to go out. Damnation take my soul entirely. I shall go and hang myself on the first aspen tree.